Welcome to a podcast dedicated to your mental health. I'm Bailey with the Recording Library of West Texas. Hi, I'm Christy Edwards. I'm the Executive Director and a therapist at Centers for Children and Families. Hi, I'm Melanie Size. I'm the Marketing and Development Director at Centers for Children and Families. Together, we're bringing you tips and tricks on how to navigate this thing called life. This is Center Solutions. Due to the nature of some of the topics that are discussed, listener discretion is advised. So we are talking about holiday stress. You know, do we have enough green bean casserole? Are you sure that we have enough green bean casserole? Did you steam clean the carpets? Go ahead and do the ceiling while you're at it and and try it on the dogs too. You know, holidays can be really stressful and take a toll on your mental health. So today we wanted to give you some tips and tricks on how to balance the chaos with the joy. We just finished up Thanksgiving. How's your mental health after Thanksgiving? Both of you. Mine is really good. And I will tell you, I took advantage of everything Market Street had to offer. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I bought every side from Market Street. This is not a plug for Market Street. (laughs) Um, And I went to Ranch House and bought turkey and we had a honey baked ham and we basically made the desserts and that was it because we were, I was away from home. I was in Dallas with my kids mm-hmm. and it was, I mean, paper plates, stress free, free, heated it all up in the oven, put it on the table, cleaned it up. Mm-hmm. And so looking back over the past Thanksgivings that you've had where maybe you've done the cooking, how did it compare? Well, I mean, it was it felt very different because normally we have it at my house or my brother's house, you know, and everybody makes the sides and we all get together and then there's a huge mess to clean up. So, I mean, it was different, but still good. So with, with, with family, mm-hmm. but, um, it didn't feel as much like Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So do you think that having it catered pretty much, do you think that that took a lot of stress off of the, the holiday? It did. Isn't it amazing though, how I, cause I've always been, I cook so much mm-hmm. this year, not so much, but, uh, I think it was last year, Ah, they all meld together, but that I had a lot of family that was absent. And so we were kind of skeleton crew. My brother and his fiance came over. And so I did or have it catered. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It was like best ever. I had no idea because I was the person that I've, I have made 32 dishes, mm-hmm. 32. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Counted 32 in the past. And so now I'm like, okay. It does. It doesn't help me enjoy anything. No one no. If, ever eats it all. So right. This this time, I think I made five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Good for you. But that's an improvement. Yes. And it's just it's better. I don't know. It's you want to. We're so focused on creating that mm-hmm. perfect experience. Mm-hmm. And and then you, it's a trade off for wearing yourself out. And then literally, you spend days hours getting ready and people sit down and eat and it like at my house because I have all boys they're like done in 10 minutes mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> they descend like a herd of locusts and then move on out mm-hmm. you know and it's just and it's going all of that for that exactly so, yeah for that the yeah. 10 minutes mm-hmm. I, I see that too it's it's like family kind of stays for maybe an hour mm-hmm. and and that's about it as a kid, I remember this ideology of like, oh, it, to me, it seemed like they stayed up for two days. Mm-hmm. All the adults did and played dominoes or cards or something. And now it's like we have Thanksgiving at 2 p.m. and mm-hmm. then everyone's gone by four mm-hmm. or so. And then you're left with all this food and stuff like that. So let's dive into the mental health side of stress in the, during the holiday season. Let's talk about some of the expectations 
Let's talk about Christmas. Let's talk about Christmas. Christmas. It's coming soon. Very soon. What are some of the expectations that we see, let's say, on social media or just in the public dealing with Christmas? And how do we often compare ourselves to those expectations? Well, I know Christy has said that she says life is not a Norman Rockwell painting. And I'm like, I like that. Although for, you know, today... It's not an it's not what you see on your Instagram feed. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not all these beautiful, perfect pictures, and everybody's you know carrying a gorgeous tree that's freshly cut on their shoulder. That's not real. Mm-hmm. So, I think uh, comparisons, mm-hmm. making comparisons. Um, we all idealize. It's all Christmas is, it has that fairy tale feel. I think it certainly did for me when I was a kid. I had mm-hmm. all these ideas of what my perfect Christmas would be, and I've really uh, busted my butt to try to make that perfect for my kids. And I'm not sure they appreciate it as much as what I'm trying to, the effort I'm putting into mm-hmm. it. So, And then if it falls short of what your expectation was, then you're, you know, you just have this bad feeling about, oh, Christmas sucked this year or yeah. I didn't do enough or something like that, which can really then have a, you know, it's kind of like a depressive effect on on you whenever you're really trying to be uplifted at that time. Mm-hmm. So I think you just have to be careful what your expectation is or what you, like Melanie said, the comparison. Don't compare yourself to other families. You have no idea what's going on behind closed doors, how many threats or coercions were made to get people to sit still for a picture. Exactly. <laughs> I always think about that because you see pictures and you're like, oh, they're all perfect. Their faces are clean. Uh-huh. So, yeah. That was like a thousand takes. Before they got it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't know. I mean, you always have this expectation that families are like listening to Christmas music or watching Christmas movies and decorating their tree and everybody's hanging the ornaments. At my house this year, I put the whole thing up, hung every ornament and whatever, you know, and it's just like, I mean, while I enjoyed it, it's it's still not, you know, that thing that you, they show on the movies Mm-mm. is that everybody's around having cookies and, you know, hot chocolate and singing carols and decorating the no, tree. No, it's somebody dropping your favorite ornament and right. crashing the ground <laughs> and then somebody's crying and yeah, that's more realistic or the dogs run off with some of your trim and yeah, right. it's, or tries to pee in the tree. Right. right. Or yeah. then whenever you give somebody, you know, a present that you think they'll enjoy and they're like, Yes, you're you're hyped up to give them that present, and then the look on their face, they're like, oh, or if that's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's your spouse or something, and you're, you're like, like, oh, is this for me? Oh, great. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And fake smile, fake smile. <laughs> so it's just not going to all go how you envision that it will go. So you just have to be prepared, and you have to keep a sense of humor. You can't overstress yourself. Get some sleep. Get some exercise. Try to eat right, and then just keep your sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to ask for help. Let's kind of dive into the psychology behind this idea of allowing people to bring something. Well, we talk about this a lot. We say, don't be a martyr. If people ask to bring something, tell them yes. You know, do you have a favorite dish you'd like to bring? You can kind of be the ringmaster. So if somebody really likes to bring mashed potatoes or sweet potatoes, let them do that. That way you don't have to. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want everybody showing up with that. But, you know, just let somebody help you. You don't, you're not going to win prizes for being the hostess with the mostest if you completely crater and end up crying or drinking too much wine (laughs) the night of because you're stressed, Mm -hmm. you know. And I do think it is just that, you know, we have that feeling that we can do it all and that we want to put on a good show or a good, you know, Christmas Eve or a Christmas dinner. And it's like, oh, I can do it. I can do it. You just can't do it all. Let people help. 
Mm-hmm. And I think people will will feel more involved if they're mm-hmm. able to bring something. They're contributing to the event. Mm-hmm. What are some other things that we can do? As a, let's talk about really quick as a host, what can you do? Kind of some coping mechanisms and some ways to leading up to Christmas, let's say Christmas Day, leading up to that. What can you do to kind of keep your stress under control? Well, I mean, once again, it's like getting enough rest ahead of time, you know, not waiting to the last minute to do things. I always in my family have had a lot of kids and we always had some older kids as well. We always lined up older kids. We gave them jobs to do. So you're going to wrangle the little kids instead of, you know, because a lot of times older kids are like burying their heads in the TV or something like that. Their phone. Or their phone. (laughs) Give them a job to do. You know, say you're going to take the kids outside or you're going to be responsible for helping them fill their plate. You're going to be responsible for helping the younger ones clear their stuff away. Let everybody be responsible for something. Mm -hmm. You know, that way you don't have to take on that whole thing. And then once again, be prepared because it's not going to go the way that, you know, you think that it will. But if you have a rough framework, for how you want it to go and you've got the right people in place and you have to just have people that you trust. I have great sister-in-laws. And sometimes when people are over at our house, when we have a big gathering. They're like, you guys are like a well-oiled machine. And it's just because we've done it so long and everybody knows what they're best at and we just don't get in each other's way. Mm-hmm. So having great family that you can count on is, is helpful and so pull them in. But if you don't always have that, just don't be afraid to go. If somebody says, what can I do? Say, you need to go find the foil. You need to pack that up. It's okay to do those things. And if you're uh, going to visit someone else and instead of saying maybe, how can I help? You can say, can I bring this or this? Yes. So they, you uh, give someone an opportunity to have to give you something to do. That's great. Right. So there's not that back and forth that happens all the time. No, what do you want to bring? Yeah, because there's this weird, uh, and I get it, uh, you don't, you feel kind of rude asking people to bring things. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But if they offer you an option, you know, but it's not rude. You should always ask people to help. It's mm-hmm. it's all, it's everyone's gathering. I agree. So just say, I'd like to bring a dessert. If somebody says, you tell me what you need the most. If you already know what you need, be direct. I need yeah. to bring ice and rolls. Right. It's not going to matter if you end up with three pecan pies. It, I mean, it, <laughs> People are going to take leftovers also. It's not, you're not going to look back on Thanksgiving and say, we Mm -hmm. had too many pecan pies. No. You're not going to do that. I think what we have to be careful of is you don't want to lose yourself so much in the preparation of it that you miss the actuality of it. You know, because sometimes you wake up the day after and go, oh, it's over. And I didn't really get to enjoy the moment. We've talked before about mindfulness and being in the moment. Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes you got to check yourself and just say, you know, sit down with the kids, sit down with your mom and dad, sit down with your husband, whatever it might be, and enjoy a Christmas movie or, you know, having some coffee, just looking at the tree. Let's talk about how to deal with Aunt Karen. We'll call her Aunt Karen. <laughs> how do we how do we deal with difficult family members? The 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 people we dread that are coming over, we love them, but sometimes we can't stand them, right? So how do you prepare yourself to deal with Aunt Karen? Melanie, you want to take that one? <laughs> well, I'm not the therapist. <laughs> but still, but you have an opinion. I think um, <laughs> I probably need some advice now. <laughs> I think I think how, part of that is just preparing yourself. You already know Aunt Karen is Aunt Karen, right? right? She's not new. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know what to expect. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you can kind quietly step away from a conversation and, oh, I'm sorry, I have to go check my pie or find something to do to get away from it. Mm-hmm. I know uh, that's just typical in every, every uh, family. There's always somebody or a topic that's a hot topic. Uh, I definitely think it's good to avoid politics. Mm-hmm. Probably for some, it's good to avoid real deep religious conversations. If you have a lot of conflicting ideologies, just anything that sparks controversy uh, if you can find a way to lighten it up or it's okay to walk away from it. Yes. You know, I have a chalkboard I put out in front of my house at every family gathering that says no talking about politics, religion or other people's kids. I oh, love it. That's great. <laughs> it's just you just put it there and that's the that's the deal. And oh, and we all just say each other. other people's kids either. Yeah. Other people's kids. Yeah. Yeah, stay off of that. Yeah. It, it's just it's a, a friendly way. reminder that <laughs> we're here to celebrate us mm-hmm. as a family. And it's also a kind of reminder to Aunt Karen, right? Like, yes. Hey, we're prepared, so don't. <laughs> so if Aunt Karen tends to overly imbibe, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe you don't have her favorite wine or her favorite, you know. And so now sometimes Aunt Karens will drink whatever there is there, or they bring their own. Their own. Mm-hmm. But you know, Loyalty. it's like give them specific duties. You're going to chop up the fruit for the fruit salad. Put put Aunt Karen on a stool in the kitchen and keep her there, and you know, and like. Melanie said, most usually everybody knows that Aunt Karen's Aunt Karen and can kind of be right. a little bit, but it can run a gathering. Or Uncle Mike. Yeah. Or <laughs> Uncle Karen or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It, no matter what. Um, I think part of it, too, is remind yourself, because I think our family dynamics sometimes, call me wrong if I'm wrong, but it seems like we fall back into some of those family dynamics. Mm-hmm. No matter how old we are, we get around siblings and, mm-hmm. and there's just something about that rela- those relationships that... Some of those, you know, whatever it is, old hurts, Mm -hmm. things like that that come back. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really good to go in and remind yourself that this is not, this is just a moment in time and try to focus on the fact that these are people that you love and you want to cherish that time because otherwise you can get trapped in those, you know, remember that scarf you stole for me in the Eighth grade or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, well, I think we also want to know that you now because I'm the loud mouth in my family, and so if things kind of are going sideways, I'm always willing to jump up and say, "All right, everybody, stop. We're hitting the rewind button, and we're going to try to do this again, right?" And if it just doesn't work, sometimes you're just going to have to end it, and then you're just going to say, "Luckily, we get to try this again next year." Oh, I like that. So yeah. that way, you don't have to feel like it's just completely cratered and. You know that it's never going to be okay. So not everybody gets to have a therapist at your holiday. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe true. That's Trust me, rent <laughs> a therapist for your holiday <laughs> yeah, gathering. Sometimes they'd probably rather, they'd rather I wasn't trying to be that. But <laughs> you know, I'm one of those people that's determined that every family should love every other family member, and you know, just don't get it if you're not going to. And it just it doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. But I always, you know, sometimes people will say, "Listen, you can't fix it." Yeah, don't don't set up that expectation yes. that this year Aunt Karen's going to not be That's Aunt right. Karen because you're just going to disappoint yourself. Right. So just know and just be in the moment with that person. Let's talk about finances when it comes to buying gifts for kids. How do how do you handle that? Like for me, I think it it was like more quantity, like oh, we need like six presents to open up under the tree. Like kids like that quantity. Mhm. But um, we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier, um, how gift gifts have changed. 
even in my generation, to now kids are wanting iPhones and AirPods. And how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that stress of finances during the holidays? Well, I'm a big believer that by the time your kids are a certain age, that they have a like rudimentary understanding of what your finances are. Like if you just can't buy all the expensive things, they sh- they probably already know that. And so then what what I would say is, you know, have them give you a range of things that, that they'd like to have. And you try to get them one thing that's maybe on the upper end and then fill it in with quantity, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and if you can't do that, you can't do that. And then you do what you can. And I just think most kids, by the time they're a certain age, they just have an understanding and that's how it's going. That doesn't mean they might not be disappointed, but unless you have a real bratty kid that goes, is that all there is? <laughs> they will Woo! be disappointed, but they'll be disappointed. That's some, that's a good lesson. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times as generations have, I'm, there's been a dwindling of allowing our children to have disappointment. Mm-hmm. And I know I've been guilty of that because when I, I experienced a big shift after my divorce, it, there went my two-income household. And then here I am struggling to try to keep this mm-hmm. Christmas fairy tale land. And it was just killing me. Mm-hmm. So I think... um it's just it's important to give yourself a little grace and not go into debt so that you just so kind important. of set yourself up for trouble for the whole rest of the next year mm-hmm. because you wanted to create. Because I will say this, no matter what, your kids, the, everything they get, it loses its luster. Mm-hmm. Of course it, it does. It really does. It's exciting. It's fun. It's like a, a little bit of a drug for a minute. And then there's too much. Mm-hmm. So they can't really focus on any one thing. And then it's then you're watching all of this stuff. I've actually seen stuff I've paid a lot of money for sit in a closet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not worth it. It's just just stuff. And you might consider giving an experience this year instead of a, a material item. Oh, I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you have some suggestions here, Melanie. Things like going to museums, tree lighting ceremonies, community activities. You volunteered at the soup kitchen before during the Mm -hmm. holidays. That's a a great thing to do as a family. Drive around and look at Christmas lights with hot chocolate. That can be very affordable. Donating toys to a toy box, donating clothing, and simply inviting someone to share a meal with you. What can that do for your mental health? Well, I mean, I just think that that gives you that feeling that you're giving back to someone or giving, you know, giving back. And it's a simple thing that you can do. But, I mean, studies have shown over and over that whenever you take yourself outside of yourself and do something for somebody else, you just it just makes you feel better. It does. It's and not like a God complex. I'm just saying, you know, it's just. No, I mean, it's you give and you hope that people will give mm-hmm. to you in return. And that's part of the human condition. We want to socialize. And I like the idea of creating a Christmas time you know, going to tree lighting ceremonies or looking at Christmas lights with Starbucks or whatever, because it's part of the anticipation for the moment. And I always think anticipation is part of joy. And it's a big part of something we lose because we're such an instant, uh, you know, instant coffee society. We Mm -hmm. want everything right Right now. now. We don't wait. Mm -hmm. So I think that helps to create some uh, excitement about what's coming. And there's just so many things that are spaced out. Like, I mean, just off the top of my head, I know Miss Casey's is doing something in a tent outside their store. Midland College does a big caroling thing and hot chocolate and I think hot dogs and whatever. Mm-hmm. There's just lots, you know, churches do some things. 
So taking your family to do some things that does not does not cost money, um, that is enjoyable, that it does give you that anticipation. It's that is part of the experience that we're looking for. It's not all about waking up on Christmas morning, ripping that paper off and either being excited or disappointed about what you got. Christmas movies by the fire. Uh, yes. Uh, just oh, some of our favorite things when my kids were growing up, we'd pile everybody in the back of the car and my husband would drive us around looking at Christmas mm-hmm. lights, you know, and then we, my kids will still talk about, you know, remember that house at Grasslands that always overdid and we loved it and the line was so long and blah. So. Oh yeah. I think they're doing that this year. Again. I saw that. Yeah. They're going to do They didn't again. do it last year. I don't yeah. think, but so I went like to Melanie said, get yeah. Starbucks or. You know? Right. It doesn't have to be expensive. Mm-mm. You know, what are your kids going to look back on? The expensive, you know, they're not going to remember the six things they, they got. They remember what right. they got. They'll remember those experiences. Mm-hmm. If you can look back and think, what do you remember? Because that's, those are the things I remember. I remember family members and playing with cousins. Mm-hmm. And I do remember looking at Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. That's a fond memory. So, And maybe you want to start a new tradition this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something... Um, that you, you guys can do as a family together that will start a new tradition, no matter what age you are. Christy, after the holidays are done and you have your clients coming in to see you at centers, what are some of the common issues that you see um, regarding the aftermath of the holidays? What are some of the common topics that your clients talk to you about? Well, I think part of whenever they come in, if, if they're already, you know, somewhat depressed or having the seasonal affective mm-hmm. disorder there, it's like, okay, now that's over. That kind of gave me something to look forward to. And now that's over. <clears throat> We're still, it's still dark early. It's cold. We're, you know, so they're, they're kind of like in that hopeless situation of it's still a long time before it's light. And, you know, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of, I think everybody has a little bit of that experience of the letdown feeling of that it's over. We rushed up into it and now it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, some people come in and they're concerned because they have overspent and they're going to have that financial. Melanie said some people will, you know, charge on credit cards and they're going to spend a year or two years paying off what they charged. So there's some concern about that. And, um, you know, sometimes it is family conflict. They'll come in and we'll say, Aunt Karen did it again. (laughs) Or Uncle Mike did it again. And now we're nobody's speaking. Right. And I don't know what to do to do anything about that. And don't you think that loneliness is a big part of the holidays? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think whether it's, you know, someone grieving Mm -hmm. uh, the loss of a person or whatever it is, a lot of people just get really lonely. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we're so transient. As a society today, we can live where we want to live, whatever kind of job we want. Sometimes it's just not logistically easy to all be together. And then, you know, even though you know your family loves you and you can't be together, you're still alone on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, like Melanie said, if you're a single person or widowed or for whatever reason, it's especially hard. So we try to tell people, be aware, you know, try to connect, do your church things. Um, You know, if you belong to a church, get out, just enjoy some things. Drive around, look at Christmas lights by yourself. And what are some tips that you can give to people who they might have just lost a loved one and this is their first Mm -hmm. Christmas without that loved one? What are some tips that you can give them to kind of cope with the holidays? Well, one of the the main thing we tell them is don't ignore the feelings. You know, allow yourself to feel what what feelings are coming over you. Don't feel like you always have to go, oh, I got to turn on a cheery Christmas movie or whatever because I don't want to be sad. You deserve to be sad. This is your first Christmas without your loved one. Then we also recommend that they're with someone if they can, you know, if they can get with family or have family come in because we don't want somebody to be alone Mm -hmm. um, at that time. But the main thing is to not ignore, keep yourself busy and try to be with family members. 
or at least close friends. Mm-hmm. And if you're a religious person, once again, we always recommend that you know you do some of the things at church because you can feel like that a part of that community as well. Mm-hmm. What are some other things that you would like to tell people on how to de-stress during the holidays and help keep your mental health in check during Christmas? I think one of the biggest things to keep your mental health in check is if you recognize that you need help, is that you ask for help, is that you go do it. We're working. I mean, you know, we're we're there. We recognize that this is a, a time of year that it's very stressful for you. So if you recognize I am down and I can't really kind of get myself back up feeling better, then reach out for help. Mm-hmm. And then we always stress getting um, enough sleep, you know, not overspending, not trying to over um, commit yourself, carve out some time to do what you need to do, take a hot bath, read a book, watch a movie. I like calling a girlfriend like on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon saying, let's go to a movie and share a big thing of popcorn, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. So it's just it's anything that normally would uplift your spirit. A little self-care for the holidays. Yes. Don't forget. It's, yes. It's good all the time. Yes. yes. And I think a, dear, a part of self-care is if you know that Christmas is going to be stressful or there's a potential that it's going to stress you out. Go to centers before Christmas. Don't think you can do it alone and then everything has built up and and then it's the aftermath of Christmas. Go before Mm -hmm. so that you can get some helpful tips on how to really enjoy Christmas. That's good advice. Yeah. I think something I've learned because I've I have been the person that tries to create everything uh, so perfectly and make sure that it's magical mm-hmm. is okay if if i if we just did nothing and christmas was just another day it would just be another day and the world would continue to turn and we would be okay so that helps me because mm-hmm. i think i start to make everything so heavy in my mind that if i don't get it done everything's going to fall apart and it's not mm-hmm. it's not crisis it's we create our own chaos at that point so oh, i think uh, just to remember that this is just, it's supposed to be a good time and a celebration. It's not supposed to be how I joke. It's, you know, the second job you pay for. Right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's about love and cheer and celebrating the people that are around you. Not about how many Christmas presents are under the tree or the food on the table. It's about conversation and it's about spreading that love within your family. It's about connection. Connection. I, I agree. Center Solutions is a production of the Recording Library of West Texas. Post-production work is done by Bailey Hennis and Abby Wiggum. Content is provided by Melanie Size and Christy Edwards. Contact Centers for Children and Families at 432-570-1084 or the Recording Library 432-682-2731. Email Melanie with questions you want answered on the show at msize at centerstexas.org. That's M-S-A-I-Z at C-E-N-T-E-R-S-T-X dot O-R-G. Both nonprofits are on all social media platforms. See you next time.